fairies are, are pure energy. Uh, the fairies are, are in their evolution, they, they are uh, leaps and bounds ahead of us. Uh, people, humans, I think that some humans think that they're a toy and that, that they, they are around for uh, humankind's amusement. Nothing to do further than the truth. Yes, and many children see them too. About 75% of the world's children today are being born with etheric vision. And when your children talk with people and have uh, daydream playmates, the chances are they are actually speaking to some of these people because these angels or angelic forces or nature spirits as they're often called will often make themselves seen. Whatever it is, it looks every bit like a fairy and very little like anything else. But seriously, it kind of looks like a fairy. Fairy, 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 Just kind of doesn't look like your standard moth. this video until I looked a little bit closer and I realized after it lands behind my bench it disappears and it just vanishes and in fact I went outside to look to try to find it to see if it was trash to see if it was a bug to see if it was a leaf like trying to figure out what it could be and it was gone it just vanished what's that what's what yeah, look. Why up there? Insect or something. Is that an insect? Let's have a look. What is it? I don't know. Oh my god! Ugh. What happens to people who cut down fairy films? Did you see it? Huh? Did you see it? Yeah, me and him What did you see? It was like a... It was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long tessie top. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you yeah, see anything really land in your backyard? The paranormal is real. Hi everybody, welcome tonight to Fascinating Faye. This evening, we are going to welcome Ron from Nevada. Ron is kind enough to share with us his experiences with the Faye. Um, Ron, I know that you were talking with me a moment ago uh, about some of the experiences that you've had. And I, I know you mentioned as well that your wife is with you tonight. Um, may I ask your wife's first name, please? Karen, uh, welcome Karen. Thank you very much for being with us here as well. Um, so Ron, for the audience, if you could, if, it, um, if you could just walk us into your first experience with a Fae um, and just tell us as much 
detail uh, what you were doing that day, what, what you were doing at that time in your life, whatever is necessary to help people understand. And then if you could, um, just walk people into your first experience and, and any other experiences that followed, please. Okay. I was... Uh working at the time for Alameda County and I had some time, free time, and I used that free time for meditation. Uh, I began meditating in 1995. Uh, at that time, probably half hour a day and, and uh, worked my way up to actually two to three hours a day. By the time uh, uh, the fairies came into my life in 2002, uh, at the at this time I was having um, lucid dreams. A lot of times I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking that I was actually somewhere else um, until I actually was someplace else. Um, that was my first waking dream. I was down the street. Uh, sitting on a, a bar stool looking at uh, a clock and um, the clock said uh, 1131 I rolled over and I woke at that time I looked at the clock on my nightstand and it said 1131 so I, I knew I was in a, in a state of um, traveling or, or waking dream at that at that point, um, I really felt kind of oh, I, I guess you could say giddy. <laughs> um, everything was really new to me. The, the meditation, uh, I was felt like I was pushing the limits. Um, I was starting to have dreams about things on cartoon figures uh, mainly, and uh, I was awake at three o'clock in the morning and. Uh, I would see cowboys and Indians on the wall. I would see uh, things like detectives, uh, the old 1940 gumshoe, uh, trench coats and, and, uh, and big rim hats. And these, these figures were, you know, three, four inches tall sometimes. Uh, they got as big as three to four feet. And it's kind of hard to describe that at the time um, I really thought I was kind of teetering on the edge of uh, craziness uh, insanity I questioned just about everything I did uh, I tried talking to people without telling them what was going on and that was really difficult trying to get the affirmation that I, that I wasn't crazy but there really, there wasn't anybody to talk to. Um, I think uh, the the first the first experience was uh, I, I awoke one morning and it was probably oh dawning at five o'clock, and I was sitting in the middle of my my sheets, and in my room um, had filled with orbs and there were all kinds of uh, sizes from pinhead to, to grapefruit size and the, the um, I'm guessing maybe 
a couple thousand. And they, they were just swirling about. And I had uh, two of them approach me. They were about quarter size. One had uh, a, a blue tinge to it, a uh, blue aura. And uh, as they approached, I stuck my hand out to them. And they stopped and went backward. And so I pulled my hand back into myself and, and held it there for a minute. They approached me again and I stuck my fingers out real slow and they connected to my index finger and my middle finger. And they sat there on the, the, uh, the tips of my fingers. And when they docked on my, my hand, I, I began to feel all kinds of, um, things inwardly, laughter, um, love, probably love most of all, um, and then a lot of laughter following. Um, at the time I was running SETI, and that's a search for extraterrestrial uh, intelligence um, from the UC Berkeley, and I was running that on my computer. And the first thing I thought when I saw these orbs and, and it, the first thought was that they were from uh, outer space. And when they docked on my hand, um, I asked, asked them, um, are you from outer space? Well, when I asked them about that, uh, I felt uh, laughter again. And they backed off my fingers and, and they went side to side in tandem. And I took that as a no. Uh, and then they came and they docked on my fingers again. Um, at this point, I can't remember the things I was asking. It was so silly. Um, I really had thought that I had connected with some from outer space and uh, the extraterrestrials because <clears throat> I've had experiences with that, seeing things. Um, and that was more realistic to me than anything. And at that point, I guess I sat in the, for maybe an hour trying to talk to them and <clears throat> question and answering. Uh, and I didn't know who they were or what they were. At that point, I guess, uh, they started to vanish. Um, I ran out of questions to ask. Um, I was real, feeling kind of stupid. Uh, anyway, they, <clears throat> they disappeared from the room. And that afternoon, after work, I went down to a metaphysical store and I asked the fellow behind the desk if, if um, there was anybody in the store that I could talk to uh, about some things that were happening with me. And um, you know, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be more than happy to talk to you. And he says, my name's uh, Storm Perrier. Um And I thought to myself, boy, that's kind of a silly name, Storm uh, Perrier. Um 
He says, well, go ahead and tell me what happens or what's been happening. So I, I started telling him about the uh, cartoons on the wall and um, my, my meditation and the, the orbs uh, that had appeared that morning. And he sat there and he, he listened real intently, and, which surprised me because I thought I was sounding really kind of uh, crazy. Uh, anyway, he says, well, he says, Ronnie, so I, I think what you have <clears throat> um, at your house is, is our, our fairies. And I thought for a minute, fairies. I, I came in here asking you for help, and I, now I'm thinking this, uh, and you want to talk about fairies. Uh, up to this point, I'd never even dreamed about fairies. Tinkerbell from Walt Disney was as close as I ever got to fairies. Anyway, um, he continued on and he said, well, he said, um, you know, do you want fairies in your life? And I said, yeah, that might be fun. And he said, well, here's a couple of things you can do. Uh, he said, um, set something out for them, uh, a treat, Something, something sweet to eat, or a flower, um, something that that you want to gift them. And I guess I, I uh, that that night I went by the grocery store and I got this this, this big chocolate chip cookie, and um, I put that on my headboard. Um, and knowing that uh, Storm had told me that they don't eat it. Uh, it, it's just uh, a uh, a gift, and don't expect it to be gone. Uh, and you know, it's just the whole idea of giving them something. And so I gave them um, the big cookie. I went to um, a Goodwill store. And that was the overreach thing. But the next thing I gave them was a little little. Uh, plate that was shaped like a silver angel and put some glitter in it and a little glass rose or lily I guess it was. Anyway, um, I set those things out on my headboard <clears throat> and um, took a couple of days I guess. I woke up in the morning about three o'clock or so and there were a bunch of little figures uh, moving around my headboard and, and uh, my headboard was a, a mirrored headboard with uh, oaks, uh, big oak uh, piers. And I could see their reflection in the mirror and some of them had butterfly wings, some of them had um, dragonfly wings. There was a um, I guess mainly butterfly wings and dragonflies. I didn't see uh, the other ones until later. Um, anyway, I, I was watching the, uh, the the one with butterfly wings. They were hovering above the cookie, and they hovered probably for fifteen minutes, maybe. Um, and they were they would draw down to the cookie, uh, set there for you know. A minute or so, then uh, raise up 
about six, seven inches, and then other ones would come. They'd, they'd sit over the cookie, and then uh, they would leave, and a couple more would come, and they would sit over the cookie. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't really know what was going on, but, but I was just enjoying the show. Um, these little, uh, the ones with butterfly wings were inch and a half, two inches. And uh, the ones with dragonfly wings were uh, an inch, inch and a half. Uh, they were two-dimensional uh, coloring book outline. Um, moved really, really fast uh, as far as um, them hovering. Their wings were flapping. I could actually hear the wing, uh, the little buzzing sound. Uh, and it got pretty loud because there were, I don't know, maybe maybe ten of them initially, and so the the buzzing was was pretty loud. Uh, and I just watched them over the cookie, and some of them would fly over to the little angel and take a look at the angel, um, and, and I felt kind of gleeful, uh, happy that they were enjoying what I gave them, and. Uh, Probably all of maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and then they kind of just disappeared into the mirror. Um, when I say they disappeared into the mirror, they went actually through the mirror uh, and they were gone. Um, to, to me, that was exciting watching them uh, go, go through a solid object. Um, and then being happy that, that I've given them something that they really like. Uh, that was my very first encounter with, with uh, the fairies in, in their fairy form. And so it was, um, I think I heard somebody say incredible. Um, it was all, all that and, and then some. Uh, um, wow. Thank you very much for sharing your first encounter with so much detail. Um, I would like to ask a couple of questions, if it's okay with you. In my own encounter, um, there was also a light, a colored light. And I'm just wondering, for the audience, could you do your best to describe the blue, bluish light, as you put it, please? Well, the bluish light preceded her, uh, well, her name was uh, Cassandra, uh, I later found out. Um, <clears throat> and the blue light would uh, precede her into a room, so it was her aura. Uh, and then she would appear in that light, um, or if it was an orb that she was in, um, the, the orb would have a blue tinge to it. And then the um, it would the orb would turn into her. Um, so physically, she was able to to become that orb, um, and then um, they would connect to another orb uh, and another one and another one and another one until the orb got to be uh, grapefruit size. Um, Then the orb would split off and become cartoon on the wall. Uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, still is uh, amazing that it's it's been twenty two 
23 years and uh, nothing ceases to amaze me um, with, with them. Uh, they, they still visit, you know, they're still here. They live with us, I shouldn't say visit. Um, they visit my bedroom at night with the uh, cartoons on the wall. Um, and that's a, that's a, um, a gratitude thing uh, for, for us um, uh, giving them treats and, and a place to live. Um, um, thank you for describing the light. It's hard in my experience to describe the light that is associated with these experiences to other people. It's difficult to give it the right word. And I think you did a good job there with, especially I'd like to ask if, what do you mean when you say the cartoon images on the wall? Because I'm, I would like to just understand what you mean by that a bit better, if I could, please. Well, they have the ability to, to shape you. And, and what they do is they put on little skits on the wall and so they, they put on the, from the simplest little cartoons like uh, you, you, you might see on Sesame Street or uh, some of the, they've got channels right now for smaller kids. The, they're real simplistic, maybe Japanese type um, cartoons. Um, not a lot of detail in them. Um, you know, big eyed children and, and uh, you know, fish, little tiny fish. Um, and then they, they do uh, things as complicated as cattle drive. Uh, you'll, you'll all have cattle on the, on the wall and complete with dust and, and everything else. The, the orbs or the bubbles that they emit off the wall to make it look like dust are like pinhead size, a little bit bigger. But they're floating all behind them, so it looks like dirt or dust. Uh, and there's cowboys and they're chasing them on horses. Uh, <laughs> they have the ability to, to make themselves um, appear uh, in any form you wish. Um, for a long time in my headboard, I had an aquarium at night. That's so why I'd wake up in the middle of the night and my mirror would be filled with fish, uh, complete with uh, a deep sea diver wearing a, one of those bell um, uh, uniforms uh, with air hoses, and the air hose would be um, emitting little bubbles uh, in the water. Uh, you could see the the uh, again, you could see the air bubbles, and they that would be the smaller fairies. Um, everybody got in the act, so. Um, I, I would see the, the, the cowboys and the cows and, their, um, and the Indians sometimes. Uh, and then they would actually transform back into fairies off the wall um, right before my eyes. So I, I knew what I was seeing. Thank you uh, for, for explaining the cartoons on the wall. And Thank you for your insights into how they're accomplishing that. This is all very new to me in a lot of ways. And so I really appreciate you sharing your experiences so honestly and straightforward. 
not to talk about my own experience too much, but just to relate to what you're saying, there were elements of my experience that are very difficult to describe rationally. <laughs> and and yeah. to, uh, to put a, maybe a better point on it, you know, as the audience listens to you speak, some people will have a difficult time conceptualizing or relating to what you are describing. Sure. And if I were to share some of the elements of my encounter, I would also sound a similar way. And, and so I feel that, um, you know, it's valuable for the listener to hear all the different components that make up an encounter with the Fae from as many people as possible so that they can um, perhaps hear something similar to their own experience and bring and be brought some comfort or they can, uh, you know, help myself, you and others on this journey of understanding and attempting to understand what what's going on here exactly. <laughs> um, can I ask another question, if you don't mind? Um, you mentioned hearing the fairies, and I also had a very strong auditory component to my experience. Could you, if you could, could you do your best to describe how they sounded for the audience, please? Well, the, initially, the, the wings is what I heard um, when they were uh, hovering above the chocolate chip cookies. Um, and and that was it was just a soft buzzing sound, um, maybe maybe um, maybe a tenth of what a bee might sound like. Um, so if you had ten fairies, it would sound like a bee. <laughs> um, I heard all I can tell you is as far as their little voices go, I, I've heard them once. And that was early on when I first met them. And I could not understand what they were saying. Um, since that day, um, it's, it's all been telepathic communication. And uh, they, they had a lot of patience with me as far as telepathy. Uh, we started out with uh, them on my face, uh, my forehead, um, and the sides of my my cheeks, uh, so they would be um, in those. Depending on what they wanted to say or they wanted me to see, they would come up to me and they would land on my right eye, and <clears throat> that would that would mean to me to look to my right, and then or to the left, of course, if they're on my left eye, um, they would land on my ear if they wanted me to listen. Um, yes was always a vibration on the, on top of the forehead. Uh, I've lost all my hair uh, on my forehead, so they got plenty of landing space. Um, the conversation, a lot of times when they were teaching me telepathy at first, um, I had a difficult time with it because of being human, you know, I want to talk. Um, I've learned that that's not all so important when you're uh, dealing with something that's uh, of a spiritual nature um, uh, and that, that uh, 
hails from a different plane. Thank you very much for for that additional information. Also, something that I have just reflected on as I was listening to you speak, um, also that you mentioned earlier, was about how when you first experienced the the fairy for the first time in your room, the feeling of uh, of excitement and elation. Um, also, very difficult in my experience to describe that in comparison to yeah. other excited or happy feelings. So, you know, I've had some pretty big moments in my life um, and I've had some, you know, some really big wins and things that are, you know, tr truly like uh, euphoria generating. Mm -hmm. However, the feeling of uh, my Faye experience was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was um, the best way that I could describe it. And I don't know. I'll ask you yourself for your own uh, feelings on your experience of excitement, mm -hmm. but it was almost like I tuned into it being underway. Like, like I, uh, as my, my consciousness all of a sudden tuned in to the incredible excitement that I was feeling almost as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. So I, the way that I perceive that is that the, excitement or the buzz was happening at a pre-perception level first and then my perception caught up with it is is the best way i could describe that mm -hmm. um for you i'm just curious if there, how that how the experience of feeling excited upon seeing them was and i have not seen one since so i'm just curious if that took a while to go away and get used to it never goes away. <laughs> um, it, there's a there's an element to to the fairy that most people don't understand right away, and some will never understand. Um, and part of that meeting with with you and that elation, um, there's a there's an undercurrent of unconditional love uh, that they share with you right away. And, you know, it's a lot of, that love is something that, that most people, no, not most, I, I can't say that, that many people will never, never feel in their life. Um, they'll never have a, a person in their life that will love them like that. Um, and unless you, unless you do, and unless you know what that is, then you'll never know what it is. I, I really think that you put that in a beautiful way. Thank you for saying that that way, sir. I appreciate that a lot. Um, Ron, for the audience, just before we um, uh, wrap things up tonight, um, I do want to ask you something, which I ask everybody that comes on the show. There's no wrong answer. Um, but the question is, is sort of as follows. Um, what do you think fairies are? And, and part of that same question is, you know, where, where do they come from? Um, fairies are, are pure energy. Um, they're, they're on the, the track uh, that, that 
we should be on in, in, in our everyday growth. Um, we, in our in everyday growth, we should be shooting for the highest spiritual uh, being that we can be at that time. Uh, a lot of us are going to find that growth in, in meditation. Uh, a lot of us are going to find it in, in religion. Um, it comes to us all different ways. Uh, I've never been a religious person. Um, and I was really never a spiritual person uh, in, until I began med meditating in, in the 90s. Um, and so, you know, I, I had to grow into that. Uh, the fairies are, are in their evolution. They, they are uh, leaps and bounds ahead of us. Uh, people, humans, I think that some humans think that they're a toy in it that they, they are around for uh, humankind's amusement. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, fairies are, are very intelligent. They're a lot smarter than we'll ever be. Um, I'm never going to reach the, the, the spiritual aspect of, of my being that the fairies are today. I, I won't see that in my lifetime. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 73. Uh, if I began this at, at three years of age um, I, and lived to be 100, I still wouldn't see it. So, you know, the fairies have been on Earth for 60,000 years. Um, they came here from Sirius. Uh, they were put here they, by, by the Syrians. Uh, they were salted on the Earth to take care of the life that existed then, the wildlife, the plant life. Uh, that's why they take it really hard um, seeing what we, we've done to this planet. Um, they love us, they love us dearly, but they don't trust us. Um, they're on the fringes of the third dimension is, is where we live. Um, I, I haven't I don't understand the, the, the part where, um, you know, people, some people that, that have fairies in their life, they talk about Middle Earth. Um, I can't talk about Middle Earth because <clears throat> I don't know anything about it. Um, what I know about the fairies, they live with me. Um, and uh, every day I have hundreds to thousands. Uh, every Thursday I get a new a new bat coming from somewhere. You say you live in uh, out of the states. Um, <clears throat> fairies are everywhere. Every inch of this planet, you're going to find fairies. I don't care where you're at. A lot of people think you have to be in Ireland or Scotland, England. Uh, nothing's further from the truth. Uh, you step outside uh, and you have to be careful what you step on. Uh, they can change shape. The, the bee that you save from a, a water fountain might be a fairy. Um, the, the butterfly you see going by you um, and flying really close to your face, uh, that might just be a fairy saying hello. Uh, they have that ability to become anything that you can imagine. So 
you know, I, I just for 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 people that that don't have that experience that we've had, and um, may never have it. Uh, you know, I, I I can't tell you that yes you will and or no you won't, but just know that you know the fairies do love us, um, and they love us unconditionally. They want to love us, but humankind is has done the fairies so bad um, ever since the, the witch uh, trials um, in the 1700s, not 1500s, I guess, uh, 15 to 17. Um, they've been treated really bad. And, and you talk to a religious person and they'll tell you that fairies are uh, malevolent. And, and you shouldn't have them in your life. And, you know, there's nothing good about them. You know, and I beg to differ. Uh, there's everything good about them. I'll take, a, I'll take a fairy's love any day over a human. Ron, I'm with you on that. Um, my experience was one of pure happiness, joy, mm -hmm laughter lot like it it also left me for this entire time since it happened in 2019 with a totally changed perspective on everything mm -hmm. in a positive way um you know i want to let you know i've spoken to a few people now for this podcast and of the people i've spoken to i um really feel quite strongly that you have seen fairies and that you do coexist with fairies I, uh, I say that just because my own experiences are reflected when I hear you speak and I get quite intense goosebumps at certain junctures of your sharing. And uh, that only happens in my experience when something is very true and very close to home. Um, and we are not here, you, me, anyone really, to convince a listener that fairies exist or not we're here to tell our experiences as they happened in truth and i believe that those people listening who are able to receive and understand will and those that are closed off and don't have a place for this type of knowledge or search won't and i don't necessarily know that this podcast is here to do the job of convincing anyone of anything for that matter. So the way that you shared uh, your story is very beautiful and very complete. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do that with myself and the audience tonight. Um, unless you uh, had any other questions or comments for the audience, uh, we, we might just call that a really great show for the night. And thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on uh, and taking the time to share your experiences with us. Well, I, I appreciate you know, your time, uh, you know, you know, right this moment, there's probably 50 or 60 of them gathered around this, this area. And, and, um, you know, they're, they're in a real joyful mood at the moment. Uh, anytime that you can talk about the fairy and, and get the word out that, that they are here and they are here, that they were given the earth. They were given the earth, um, and 
they want us to know that they're here to work with us um, and that they cherish the ground that we walk on, um, literally. Um, just, just know that anything you see out there that's a, alive and breathing could be a fairy. Uh, so, you know, don't step on that cockroach. Very good advice for everyone listening and uh, for all of our human and non-human listeners tonight. I'd like to thank Ron for coming on the Fascinating Fae podcast. Ron, thank you so much. I wish you a great evening and I'll be in touch with you when this episode is ready for publication. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great night. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you again. Good night. All right. Well, that's it for tonight, everybody. A big thanks to Ron for coming on the show and explaining his experiences with the Fae. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, email me at encounters at fascinatingfay.com. Thanks, everybody, and have a great night. Well, on this place we call Earth now, who are we? And on this place we call Earth, why do we pick fruit from the forbidden tree? In the game of life, what am I? In the game of life, will I leave a mark before I die? So, walk with me, baby. As the big picture rolls along, well, I think you maybe we are just some fragments, and there's questions in my mind, questions in my head. I question all the time, all that we've been lived, that we've been lived. Preach what you believe It's entirely up to you The thoughts that you conceive You know You got to keep your inner fire Don't let yourself tire And let your mind travel to The place that you desire So I'm singing Walk with me, baby As the big picture rolls Just some fragments and there's questions in my mind Questions in my head I question all the time All that we've been led That we've been la-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-